0: Our resident groundhog is back. Okay. Oh, yes. After a long winter of hibernation, he has returned. Um, we were worried because some of our neighbors have become very like, um, aggressive about trying to chase him away, which we secretly hate um but we shouldn't secretly hate because they're very destructive but our landlady knows about the groundhog on the property and she has chosen to do nothing so you know this is on her really it is groundhogs that leave the little like molehills right uh i don't know if they're mole they're just holes in the ground (laughs) oh all right, go on. Yeah. Um however, Alex has realized she's obsessed. Um so our previous groundhog was this large guy, we think male, um named that we named Chad. He was like a fat brown friend and he yes, was I around recall Chad. Like, yeah, he was around. Chad was around for like maybe 2 years. Um, and then last spring, Chad had babies. And that was an extremely exciting event for us. And suddenly there were two babies and his girlfriend, who we called Chadwina, and the kids, Chilly oh, and Chomp. Oh, you know what? I didn't understand this. I think I thought that you had discovered that Chad was female. Oh, no, no, no. Because there, there was like a slightly smaller but larger than the baby's groundhog. So we think that was, that was a female, um, Chadwina, and then the kids. I must ask, why is Chadwina named in relation to her mate? <laughs> I, well, I don't know. We like hadn't seen Chadwina ever, and then she just showed up. We, we, it wasn't like a lot of thought. We don't really, we didn't really get to know Chadwina. Uh-huh. She didn't really show up a ton. Uh huh. Um, but also, patriarchy. Yes. Also, misogyny. Um, so Chili and Chomp, though, were so cute. Chili and Chomp? Yeah. And we were obsessed with them. So, Anyway, fast forward—you know—they they go away for the winter. Fast forward this spring, where do they go away for the winter? Underground? Yeah, they're hibernating or into like a hole, like a tree. hole. Yeah, like a hole. They have like a whole warren like underground. Go on. So they got big and you know they they like they had to like bulk up and and whatnot. Um. So then, Alex was so excited. She was like, "Oh, the groundhogs are back." But it was just one, and she was like, "Mm, "Chad looks really small this year." And then she was like, "Chad is displaying behaviors we've never seen from Chad before." (laughs) Like, oh my god! Like, um, like this this groundhog is now like getting up on its back legs and pulling down branches of bushes to like nibble. And she was like, "Oh, like Chad's never done that before." And then she was like, "Oh my god, it's not Chad, it's Chili." because she was like chili has always done this before he would when he was a baby he used to get up on his back legs and pull down the branches and nibble at them and this groundhog is a lot smaller than chad so we realize realized that now it's the next generation who knows what happens to chad i mean like i hope he's okay but maybe he's dead um how but- long does it take groundhogs to reach their full size like i think i don't know like a year i mean, chili's not that big he's pretty small i'm i'm fascinated that alex has spent enough time observing these groundhogs that she can now individually identify them she's obsessed with them um but also chili has a pretty distinctive like patch of like missing fur on his back um oh. like a small yeah we don't know what happened like a small little patch and um so it, it's pretty easy to that to- he always had like when he was little i don't no, actually, I don't remember. I have to go back and look at the photos. I oh took. my god. Um, but anyway, so <laughs> our neighbor though is was like the other day he was walking he was like walking his dog into our yard because he was like, Oh yeah, I was trying to like get the dog to like scare off the groundhogs, and he was like putting sand in the groundhog holes, and we were like, No. We were like, Okay, Greg, but like in our hearts, we were like, No, chili alone. Um, so to counter that, Alex has been putting out carrots for chili. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> well, I guess you're nightmare neighbors, but uh I really feel like there's a missed opportunity here to begin a social media account of some kind for these groundhogs. I know we did think about this last year cuz the babies were so cute, but well, maybe Chili will reproduce. Yeah, maybe he will. I don't know how I don't know that much about groundhogs. I'm just like, where did Chomp go? Where's mom? Well, I, I, from my understanding, groundhog um, mating is not like they, they're ve- they're pretty solitary. Oh. Um, so, yeah. So she was around <clears throat> while the babies were babies, but then she kind of like fucked off. And we thought maybe either Chili or Chomp may have been a girl, um, because the girls kind of stay longer than the, than the boys. Um, but who knows? <laughs> I'm just, picturing you guys like online like oh well apparently young female groundhogs stay around longer than young male groundhogs no that's exactly what we did i know i just want everyone to know though that this is the first time i'm hearing that the babies had names oh i'm not not surprised i can't believe i didn't think to ask but i'm really behind on this groundhog saga Anyway, welcome to Rom Comathon. I'm Alex, and I'm Chomp. <laughs> um, maybe I should have introduced myself as Chili. Perhaps <laughs> you're busy. Yeah. And this month we're talking about one true loves, um, a new rom com. Uh, that was released <laughs> for, available for rent on Amazon, um, Apple, I think. I, I don't know. It's by like BuzzFeed and like literally seven other production companies. Okay, let me provide a little backstory. Whatever the movie is that we watched two months ago with Alison Brie that I'm momentarily forgetting the name. It, oh, somebody that I, I used to know. Yes, I knew it was one of know. those like my old, the phrases that I was not going to remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... That and One True Loves both appeared on some kind of list of like rom-coms you should watch soon or whatever. And we watched the trailers and were incredibly enticed in different ways. Yeah, the trailers really worked on us. These trailers were very effective uh, somehow. And I had forgotten until I was cleaning up my notes this morning that I had saved a section of our original conversation in preparation for this podcast that I knew wouldn't be coming for like two months. The first section is us being like, oh, a Sophie's Choice. How will we know? Who will she be with? And you say, presciently, in these situations, it should always be new, dude. Correct. And I said, I am pausing mid-trailer to say I do not agree. However... Oh, I do not agree that it should always be new dude, but in this situation, you are correct. I don't think I read your message correctly at the time, but I was like, oh, they complicated the situation. It appears that she and Simu also have history and he's cuter, but I already knew I would be conflicted because I'm pro-ham hot Asian men. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then it says I got distracted because I was like, is her engagement ring very similar to my engagement ring? And we didn't pause, but I think the answer is yes, because at one point Matt was like, is that your ring? (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, the trailer, I want to say, is kind of unclear which way this is going to go, which I guess is the point of a trailer. But there's this part where we're like, where is she running to? I must know. Oh, I forgot in the trailer there was running. Yeah, we're like, she's running to someone, but who? But I want to say that in watching the real movie, which I have been persistently referring to as the Philippa Sue Pearl Harbor situation. Yeah, correct. It is quite clear from the beginning to some of us who she's going to end up with. And some of us don't get on board until 70 minutes later. Oh, this seems like a pointed comment. (laughs) No, it's just, I was just like, why does this happen so often that you're like, I'm not sure with Matt, not Alex, let's be clear. This was not Alex. No, it wasn't me. Would you like to talk about the plot so that people understand why I'm calling it the Pearl Harbor movie? Yes, I think I would. Um, So this movie is structured really weirdly, so I have to think about how I'm going to um, I think you should basically just do it chronologically, even though the movie does it in sections of flashback. Yeah, okay. So uh, One True Loves uh, stars Philippa Sue, and she has – when she's, like, in high school, she has a best friend who will later be be portrayed by Simu Liu, but she's into the hot white guy. Um, who was the actor? Lou Bracey? Yeah, honestly, who cares? But yes. Okay, <laughs> yes. Um And – and they fall in love after like one conversation. Um, he asks her out and they are together for like eight years. They are a photog travel writing duo. Um, they travel all over the world. They eventually settle in Venice Beach, they are extremely happy. He proposes. They get married. Like things are going really well. Except like a year into their marriage, he's like, I, he's the phone dog. He's like, I gotta take photos in like Alaska. Um, I'll be back in a few days. Spoiler alert. He's not back in a few days. <laughs> um, his plane goes down over the water and Like the pilots are both dead. um, And they're like, yeah, we didn't find his body, but we're pretty sure he's dead. Like, and she's like, Like, you know, this is a devastating event for her, obviously. Um, But they even declare, like, a death certificate, like, issue a death certificate for this guy. So she's like, I'm – like, this man is dead. Um, She (laughs) (laughs) moves back to her hometown of Acton, Massachusetts, which featured extremely prominently in this film, which was weird. Um, And uh, to go back to her family. Um, which she has always like rejected because she always wanted to like get out of her uh, her hometown. Um, her parents are a beloved like bookstore owning couple in the town, have always wanted their children to like run the bookstore. And she's always been like, no, I refuse. I have so many side comments. No, me too. Me too. Her <laughs> older on. sister is now like running the bookstore, and they and like I consistently referred to her as Belle, I guess. Um, but I, I guess technically Belle I was consistently not. Consistently referred to her as the sister who frequently explains things that we have just seen. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's also true. Um. Anyway, so like five years later, Philippa Sue is still living in Acton. Her life is pretty good. She is now running the bookstore, which she's pretty happy about. Um, actually, and turns out that when your husband dies, you turn into a bookworm. So. And your f- parents choose terrible books for you. <laughs> she is also newly engaged to Simulu, who she reconnected with. Like. When- a couple of years earlier. Yeah, exactly. Um he is a music teacher at the high school and it it yeah, they like basically like rekindled their relationship. It, they kind of like it was implied that they had like a falling out basically after she started dating Luke Bracy <laughs> and he's always had a thing for her. Their whole courtship is like quite cute for like 80% of the movie, I was like, are we never going to see them? Like, how they met, how they got met, like, together? But no. I think that's part of what confused Matt. But because of the way the movie was structured, I was like, it took me a really long time to get on board with the weird structure of this movie. But I was like, in the trailer, we saw her meet Simu. So we're going to see it eventually. Yeah. No, that's what Alex said. I was also like, I will... I, I, never, got it. I, I never got on board with the structure of this film. But... <laughs> anyway so um yeah so she's like told you know she's like i am ready to commit my new life with my new man and then she gets a phone call um and they're like yeah we like surprise like luke bracy has been found on this deserted island and now he's rescued so inexplicably (laughs) the next part is just let me add a little bit of earlier context okay the movie starts with them. They're between 16 and 18, I think, right? Yeah, I think they're like 17 ish. Yeah. Okay. And it's baby Simu and baby Philippa being like, uh, like, look at him showing off, blah, blah, blah. He's training to be, we later learn, we later get clarification that he's training to be an Olympic long distance swimmer. Yes, correct. And I was like, what a weird detail that he's training for, uh, whatever. I thought it was just a kind of like, oh, classic at this age, some of us look 12 and some of us look 30. (laughs) Yep. But then later I was like, that tracks because she's like on the Venice, she's like on the pier, I think, when her sister's like, no, he's dead. You should come home. And I was like, does she think he is returning by sea? And then (laughs) she literally says he was a long distance swimmer. Correct, but that scene also made me laugh because she's literally on the pier in Venice with like binoculars. And I'm like, I'm sorry, do you think he's just gonna hightail it across the Pacific Ocean back to you? Like, even as a long distance swimmer, this seems <laughs> unlike very long distance. It was an extremely funny scene that was supposed to be extremely serious. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So yeah, anyway, so he's alive um, and he returns and immediately is like, oh man, my wife, who I've been like thinking about for five years, which fair, but she does not immediately go i am engaged <laughs> um i mean she does eventually tell him she's engaged but then like simu lu is like you should go figure things out and she and luke bracy go and have a weekend in their parents cabin in maine together where they like have sex and then and, and like but things are like weird and luke bracy keeps being like okay you're just going to break things off with this guy right Um, until she finally, they finally managed to have a conversation where she's like, I'm not going to break things off with this guy. I'm different from, you know, five years ago when you went onto that island. And also I was in my mid twenties. Yeah, exactly. And now I want different things like to live and act in forever. And he's like, (laughs) oh, damn, I guess we are different people now. Jake, hey, Jake, hey. Well, I hope you and Simulu have a good life. And then he goes off and like the epilogue of the film is like, I don't know, two years later, she's pregnant. Uh, She and Simulu have gotten married. They're expecting their baby. And she gets a postcard from Luke Bracey. And he's like, I met someone new on the beach matt and i joked like she's your stand-in um and that's like kind of the film um the the tension of the film was really supposed to be like she's with luke bracy but also there's the simulu factor but like there really wasn't any tension there necessarily the trailer except- is like who will she choose is the tension i think the movie was more of like a Using this word, probably inappropriately, a traditional rom-com in the sense of, like, it was clear who was the other lead. I think, because we spent so much time with him, just alone, spilling his guts to the entire school. Dude, maybe take a few days off. Yeah, that's true. However, I do feel like rom-coms are, like, trying to do new things recently. So you're, like... Yeah, so you're like, is she gonna make... But, like, it's also, like, pretty clear because of how, like, aggressively annoying Luke Bracey is <laughs> <that> <laughs> you're like, yeah, I'm pretty sure she's gonna choose Zimulu, um... In the middle, yes. In the beginning, it's like, I see, I I guess. Yeah, exactly. But like, nonetheless, also she makes some like pretty stupid decisions in the middle portion. I'm like, there's so much time here for you to be like, by the way, I'm engaged to a new man. I was like, how presumptuous that he doesn't even think to ask who this man is until like the back half of the film. (laughs) Truly. It doesn't even come up that it is a person that he knows. But like, what's wild to me is that he doesn't, realize that she's changed and moved on until he reads this letter that she literally writes to him the night she got engaged to see Mulu. Like, basically, it's a letter she wrote being like, I'm gonna, I have to, like, let you go. Like, I have to move on with my life. I loved you so much. Like, blah, blah, blah. And, like, you know, but this is who I am now. And it's, like, not until Luke Bracey reads his letter that he's kind of like, oh, you're a different person. Like, man, what happened to you on that island? Well, look, he didn't have a calendar, (laughs) you know? Like, I sort of understand because, you know, covid time three years feels like six months also like an eternity so who's okay, to say that's, that's you make a good point and um, you know he's just i mean i was so irritated with him because he was like nothing that matters has changed and i was like well maybe for you you've been on an island i mean i'm positing that it was actually the lost island um <laughs> but he was just so like i don't know like Oh, but shortly before he reads that letter, he's like so mad because he sees on her driver's license that she's changed her name back. And it's like, dude, you were young. You You were were married for like a year. Yeah. And then you were gone for at least four. You were dead, sir. (laughs) You were dead. (laughs) And, And I just, you know, to quote the musical that only you, me, and Matt love, like, mother wore black for a year. And then she probably changed her name back and met some other dude. (laughs) <laughs> anyway. Yeah, Alex, Alex hates that musical. <laughs> what? Yeah. Why? I, she finds it really boring. Has she seen it? No, she's never seen it. She's only heard me listen to the music. Well, I'm very sad for you. Yeah. Sad anyway. for everyone. Oh, okay. But speaking of Alex, I have to provide some context as to possibly why she and I were like, I guess I can Alex and I both love the movie Pearl Harbor. <laughs> that is true. You guys do. But I want to note that in the movie Pearl Harbor, Ben Affleck is not gone that long. Oh, how long is he gone? Well, they're still in the war and admittedly the war was long, but I just but Pearl Harbor is pretty near the end, I guess. So, let me think. I don't know exactly how long, but I I have trouble imagining it was more than maybe a year. Oh, okay. Now I'm really worried. That I'm totally incorrect. (laughs) Okay. Well, I have a lot of things to say about this film. This film made some extremely weird stylistic choices, like structural choices, script choices. Like, I... Okay. I'll say this. I was like, by the end of this movie, I was like, this was a bad movie. But I did not necessarily have a bad time watching it. Um, I had, at times, a confusing experience. But overall, I was like, you know what? This was pretty funny. Yes, I want to be clear that I don't think this was a good movie. (laughs) No, it was a bad movie. (laughs) I enjoyed parts of it uh-huh same and i really enjoyed the roller coaster experience of like what's going to happen next in the way they've chosen to tell this story yeah so okay so it's based on a book by taylor jenkins reed who wrote the seven husbands of evelyn hugo who wrote like uh, uh daisy, daisy jones. jones and the six um also on amazon so i Uh, And I like her books. I haven't read this one. So I was like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. I did find out in the ending credits that she wrote the script, which now makes me worried if she's writing a script for Evelyn Hugo because the script was extremely, extremely bad. (laughs) The better parts were the lighter parts. I guess. Yeah, but it could have also been, like, so many other factors, like, the editing. Um, I think a big part is the editing, Uh, just, like, the way they've structurally decided to, like, put this together. Well, one of the sources of Matt's semi-understandable confusion as to why I was so confident that she would end up with Simu is because they really front-load, like, her backstory with Luke Bracey. (laughs) yes so the what happened structurally this film um basically she it immediately kicks off with her like little family engagement party with Simulu and her parents and stuff and then um she gets the phone call about Luke Bracey being alive and then it goes back and it shows us like her like whole relationship with Luke Bracey um, up until that point. And then it's just, like, present day. Um, and then it's just present day for ages. At one point, there's a weird dream <laughs> sequence where Luke Bracy is flashing back to his accident, and now he ends up on the island, which was so weird. Yeah, so I was like, like oh, weird. we got an interlude of, of his life story as well. Yeah, but it's like, you know, three seconds, just flashes of him in water. It's also... <laughs> There's an important sidebar of, like, Luke Bracey, as you might imagine, has some stuff to work through. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, let's not, again, it's, like, not until, like, the end of the film where Luke Bracey is reading the letter that Philippa Sue wrote him um, that we see Simu Liu and Philippa Su's, like, relationship um, and, like, how what she kind of went through in those years while she was you know, healing and moving on. Um, And then it goes back to, like, present day and she's with Simulu. And that's, like, the structure of the film. Um, I gave this film a lot of leeway. Like, I really took it for granted that she was going to end up with Simulu because we were like, well, they were friends and we're spending so much time with him moping. So they're clearly getting back together. (laughs) Right. But there was very little support given for this until maybe the last half hour. Yeah, like... You're told for like three quarters of the film that she has like moved on with Simulu and like things are good with her and Simulu. And you're like, well, I mean, like, I, I guess I accept this, but I've seen no <laughs> proof. Um, by the way, I did Wikipedia and I am correct. In Pearl Harbor, Ben Affleck is gone for like 10 months. Oh, that's a real short time. That is very different from this yeah no extremely different um I didn't realize it was only 10 months are you judging Kate Beckinsale I know. I mean I honestly. sense you're judging Kate Beckinsale look <laughs> it's complicated okay in their grief <laughs> this, we can continue this off mic <laughs> Alex will say you straight there is a note in my this notes can wait, where wait for our Pearl Harbor episode I guess <laughs> Um, I don't know if we'll ever watch Pearl Harbor because, I mean, I will watch Pearl Harbor, but... Ooh, we should do a Titanic episode. Okay, this is the problem with both Pearl Harbor and Titanic. In the age of, like, old media, they're both, like, two-disc films. <laughs> that's, that's... Pearl is that long? Oh, I did or know it was two really two VHS films in the case of Titanic. Yeah. Um... Anyway, I have a note that says, I love Pesto Harbor, let me live. (laughs) Um, Okay. I have some other notes. First of all, the movie (laughs) looks like it was shot, like, a la, like, a Hallmark film. Like, it kind of has that, like, low-budget, like, um, rom-com, like, feel to it. Um, I don't know what like filming style that is or like, you know, how how that's done, but it it had that same sort of like weird yeah, it just felt like they had like a thousand bucks. I um, made a similar comment and I was kind of offended. not only half of this movie but i was just kind of like what do you want i'm not watching this movie for the budget no it's true i was like did all of their money go to paying their three leads like two of them with like noticeable like cvs um like i or notable cvs i was like very confused um there but like literally when you start the movie like eight production company logos play one after another and i was like i feel like all of these production companies each kicked in 500 dollars, and that was the budget of this film i was kind of like so early on they keep saying acton and i was like acton massachusetts there must be another acton closer to here like Correct. what's going on <laughs> Correct. I was like, oh, it's probably like Acton, Missouri or like Acton, Ohio. And then cut to, and I was like, you know what? We're going to have to check for a license plate once she goes there. And I was like, I know that license plate. When when we went to Acton, Alex was like, oh shit, that's a real place. And I was like, yes. I was was like, oh. Axton Boxborough, one of those double-name high schools that I know from my childhood. (laughs) Yeah, that was very weird. And they, like, they really hit the Acton hard. Well, look, I mean, I think you just have to. But I was like, was it just incidental? Like, did they just choose a place to film that wasn't that expensive? (laughs) And then... I did look it up, and it did say, like, in the book, it's also, like, she goes back to her small town in Massachusetts. So, I don't know. Maybe Taylor Jenkins... Oh, she went to Emerson. Oh, okay. She began her career in film production. Oh, I mean, that makes sense. Her writing is like, her books are not the most well written, but they are pretty evocative. She does a really good job with like set with like world building. Oh, oh, at age 12, Reed and her family moved to Acton, Massachusetts. Well, that checks out then. (laughs) Okay. No wonder there was so much B-roll footage of Acton. So what was really apparent in this movie, like more so than other films, but I like, you know, maybe I haven't watched enough Hallmark movies, but that they shot all this B-roll of acting, right? And then it would immediately cut to them on an obvious studio lot. (laughs) It was extremely obvious. The set dresser could have done a little bit more. Filming was originally set to take place in Massachusetts by blah, blah, blah time, one of the zillion film groups was in negotiations to shoot the film in South Carolina. Instead, failed to secure insurance, moved to North Carolina. Wow, well, this was just fraught. Point is, not really shot in Massachusetts. Yeah. But there were little mentions that made me go like, what is the... I literally wrote this little song of mid-Massachusetts heart emoji. And I don't know what reference like got me. But also, I, at one point, he's wearing a Tanglewood t-shirt. Oh, yeah. And then there's also, like, sh- he proposes to her, like, in Boston. She's like, are we getting on the green line? And I was like, what a nightmare. Um, uh, yeah. Why would he do that to you when you don't live within train distance? <laughs> yeah. Um, but d- did you notice that their cottage that they live in, like, she and Simulu like, live in this house. And when they pan to the outside of the house, I'm like, that is not a New England house. Well, Look. We're so snotty. We can't be allowed to talk about this. I also particularly loved at the beginning the travel montage of her and Luke Bracey, where it would be like B-roll Singapore, B-roll Thailand, and then it would be like obviously her and him in like a dark studio lot that they've like decorated to look like a Bangkok night market. You're so critical. I I just noticed these things. Things the movie did well occasionally with the glary exception of her sister there was decent exposition sure uh-huh. of their backstory okay Mostly of, like, oh, like, now I know that they stopped being friends or whatever. Although this this information was delivered so late in the game that it was barely relevant anymore. Yeah. um, The whole middle part where she's, like, with Luke Bracey, obviously it's, like, very emotional and, like, tense or whatever, but it was, like, melodrama. And then there are, like, so the movie is, like, two separate movies. There's, like, the melodrama of, like, 100%. all of that. And then there's, like, actually, like, comedic parts. Like, the whole backstory of how she and Simulu like, reconnected and Got back together is quite charming. Yes, but Simu is in the same movie as that backstory. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Simu is having an entire. His, like, his B plot is that. Um, while his wife is gallivanting in the main <laughs> cabin with her ex, with her, with her current husband, um, he is at his, like, orchestra practice at his, his high job school, as a high school music teacher. But he's just using it as a therapy session to talk about his problems. And to some extent, I was, like, movie nonsense, and to some extent, I was, like, completely realistic. As a high schooler, I would be having the time of my life with this teacher drama. Oh my god, it would be the best thing ever, but however, incredibly inappropriate. Like, this man should not be doing this in front of children. <laughs> but at by the end, it seems like the entire high school has squeezed into the music room to, to watch him, like, eat giant pizza and... and cry relatively speaking no precisely precisely sorry alarm and literally he it takes him what feels like forever to come to the conclusion that he needs to fight for philippa sue um and like really tell her that he wants to be with her instead of just letting her run off with her husband and i was like to be fair these are kind of you know unusual circumstances and Like, what kind of person would you be if you were like, well, your husband has come back from the dead, but no, you cannot go and work things out with him. I, however, would have suggested maybe Philip Soo have, like, one to five conversations with this man in a public setting, but (laughs) (laughs) you know what? There's a lot of backstory here that, okay, so when Simu is first, like, I think we should call off the wedding and you should go, like, figure this out, Matt was like, um... (laughs) No, no, correct. I also was like, this seems like a bad move from you, bud. I, I guess semi-like you, was like, I understand, though, that he's in an, a weird position. <laughs> yeah, one doesn't expect them to be, to, to to find oneself in this position, really. and And also that... Given the backstory of, like, well, when he was alive, she preferred to be with this person. And if that is the case, then I would rather let her go and not marry her under these circumstances. Sure. However... It wasn't until like an hour and a half later that I was like, oh, his earlier withdrawal makes sense because he needs to have this journey of like, when we were children, I just like stood by. And then like, again, I just like stood by and I cannot just stand by. But more importantly, but like I was trying to make predictions the whole time secretly because Matt didn't believe me. um, So I was writing like, I want to bet on a you're home to me now type of resolution or a you're my present. And then I was like... <laughs> No, there's not enough incest here for that. (laughs) What? I thought it was like a full, you were making reference to the Folgers incest Christmas commercial. Oh my god, I am not. But that's chilling. (laughs) Anyway, eventually I was like, oh, okay, so he's figured this out. We will meet at the metaphorical airport. It's actually a car accident where she hits him, which in a fender bender, but then somehow he has whiplash. But I mean, I guess that does happen. But uh, it's also um, confusing to me because I was like, surely Philippa Sue would recognize her fiance's car that is presumably in their shared driveway that presumably she also sometimes drives. Yes, yeah, that okay. really confused me. I did think they did a good job of laying in the like, Simu has gradually destroyed his phone. Oh, yes, that's true. He does, yeah, over the course of the film, like, mutilate his phone. Um, but again, sir, maybe a few days off work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, honestly, though, I think, like, besides the wacky tonal up and down of this film, Very I strange. struggled to invest because I was really fixated on figuring out the timeline. <laughs> oh, Because it wasn't clear for a really long time how long... Luke Bracy had been gone, and I was I, like, "That's very relevant." I thought they said really early on, like five years. At one point, they say four years, like later. Oh, I was like, okay, four to five years. I was like very clear the whole time. I, which is also why when when Luke maybe Bracey, I just like missed it, Matt kept yeah, saying, "Did they say six And I was like, "No, they were together for six years." Yeah, I think you might have missed it. Um. Luke Bracey, so when he comes back, obviously, like, you know, he gets, like, out of the car, like, it's, like, his parents' house, like, you know, um, so she, like, Philippa Sue goes to his parents' house to, like, meet him, you know, at their reunion, and his mother is, like, is, like, oh, you're here, like, you know, we didn't tell him, though, that some people have, like, moved on, Um, I was, like, his mom- Aunt Zelda from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh my guess exactly sucks, what sucks. But she looks great. <laughs> I was like, lady, he's been he's been gone for five years. This woman is allowed to move on, okay? We definitely thought he was dead. Yes. There's a whole like kind of like runner for part of it where he no longer has a legal driver's license because they declared him dead yes and he's i feel like there's also this vibe of like oh philippa you're just not as fun as you were when i left and it's like look her husband died she is in a different life stage and she is allowed to not why you drive without a license but you know what i can also cut luke bracy some slack maybe he's just manic because he's going through a lot of drama and struggling to process it i actually completely understand the like he wants to drive thing i just was like because this is a movie you're gonna get stomped yeah obviously a cop is gonna pull you over And there's just so much of like, oh, like you want this person and that's not me anymore. No, she's like a whole person now because she's in her 30s. But she does spend a good chunk of this movie either like shell-shocked or like just not bringing up like what she went through. Well, because I I totally understand. It's funny because this movie was bad, but I was also like, I actually see everyone's perspective. I kind of get it. In I would a have way. trouble being like, "Well, you were like living the Oliver Queen life on this island. I was also suffering." Oh my but god! But have another—you have another frame of reference of being stranded on an island. <laughs> A lot. I forgot about Arrow. I think it was like the beard and the lifeboat. And I've actually seen very little Arrow, but like Matt couldn't stop doing the voice. Oh, I do remember the because I watched the Arrow pilot, so I actually do remember this part. Well, had you watched more of Arrow, you would know that they continue to flash back to that for like years, it feels like. Oh, okay. See, for me, I was like I was just cracking lost jokes. Matt watched all of Arrow like slightly sped up in preparation for when he got his current job that okay and so i would often pass by and be like we're still on the island (laughs) so um yeah i mean (laughs) anyway i was like you really irritated by the attitude of his parents and i was like look i get it but also this is uncalled for I actually was hoping for more Luke Bracey on the island stuff because I was (laughs) like, this is interesting to me. How did he get on the island? Did he eat anyone? We're really into Yellow Jackets right now. Oh. And like, you know, I was like, tell me more. But instead we got this like weird dream sequence. Like they could have, they really could have flashed back to him on the island without like being like him's like, he's like twitching in his sleep. There is an under acknowledgement I mean, they do a little, but I was like, more importantly than Philippa Soo having the right to move on, Luke Bracy needs to work through the understandable trauma of this experience. Yes, this there, it, has- there's only, like, comedy. You see, like, ah, Philippa pining, Seemoo pining, Luke Bracy looking at water. Yeah, like, he, this man has, got, has some serious PTSD. Like, he needs so much therapy. I hope he has dedicated, at the end of the movie, I hope he has dedicated the last two years to therapy. Yeah, he's like, wow, running water, and like, it's just buddy. Oh my god, that was really funny. <laughs> it's, like, it's not not funny. It was really. But like, totally, I was like, I feel like this was supposed to be serious. <laughs> there was also something when when they flashback to the island about like the color balance that I was like... I don't, I don't. Yes. No. It, it's like extra saturated like <gasps> Okay. This is really not super important, but another thing that kept getting me is that Philippa Sue has a running thing of like they want me to be the perfect bookseller's daughter. Oh my god. That's I, not a thing. I know was like, what does that mean? What's, what's a bookseller's daughter mean? You know they that widely repeating... known trope of the perfect bookseller's daughter. Yeah, they kept repeating this as if this meant something to people. This is like, n- it, this is not, apparently, I, I had not realized, but you cannot just tack daughter onto any profession and have <laughs> it make sense. Yeah. The perfect daughter's daughter. Or sorry, the perfect doctor's daughter, I know what you are saying. The king's daughter, I know what you are saying. But I was like, what exactly is desired of the perfect bookseller's daughter? No, it's true. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know what that meant. The one moment I did really enjoy with her sister early on, like just her sister, there was some nice sibling stuff. Um... One thing I really enjoyed with her sister early on was her coming in at the wedding being, like, basically, like, you have to hurry up. I have the perfect Jane Austen quote. And I was like, I've learned so much about the sister. Yes. I did enjoy her. Um, what's her face? Angie from Bones. Um, oh, is that who that role. is? Yes. Yeah. Cute. Yeah. So I I was like, great to see that you're still acting. I'm happy for you. <laughs> um, um, So... Basically, Philippa Sue is from this family where the parents and the sister are, like, really into books. And as the younger child, she's like, I reject books. Which was not immediately made clear to me, by the way, until, like, the the Simulu flashbacks at the end. Because it's not made clear enough at the beginning that this woman, like, hates literacy. (laughs) She's literally a travel writer. (laughs) Oh, that is odd. <laughs> think about it. So I, I didn't think, like... That any know, kind I, of writer is like, I hate books. Yeah, I didn't think... I thought, like, oh, she's rejecting, like, being in The small town life. F- yeah, exactly. I just didn't think it also encompassed reading. Yeah, uh, okay. Maybe they could kind have of had, like, a throwaway thing where she was like, oh, I don't read fiction or, like, you know, something. But, like... Yeah, I, I don't know also about the books. So in her grief, her family starts to give her books to get her through it. And this actually leads to a really cute moment. But when it's first mentioned, it's just kind of, I think it might be her telling someone else, but they mentioned books that were given to her, such as The Hunger Games. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, if I knew someone who was really sad and going through a hard time, I'm not sure that's where I would start.
1: But, but then, maybe,
0: you know, far enough removed from her situation <laughs> that she could enjoy this YA dystopia. I guess. But then... It's a good read, so. But then you're the, basically at the end of the movie. You see like in the like forward flashback of how her life unfolded in her grieving period. I think it starts with like Joan Diddy or something. I was like, okay, at least they didn't start with The Hunger Games and Wild. Yeah. Wild seems intense. <laughs> but it was really cute because there was a thing where she was like, I don't want any books about death or love. And then her family is like in an assembly line going through books being like, okay, there's none in this. And that was cute enjoyed that whole like sequence of flashbacks that was I mean we can move on to like best scene worst scene yeah 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 that was kind that was probably like my whole like my favorite sequence of scenes um I really I thought her like courtship with Simulu was pretty charming funny cute um they did chemistry so I enjoyed that I previously wasn't sure if they had good chemistry because (laughs) we saw them together for like a hot second um but I liked that I mean I you know worst scene for me was i don't know so many luke Bracey scenes maybe the scene of him flashing back to the island maybe when he's looking at the running water coming out of the tap like there are so many bad scenes with this man i did have a question about like because early on we just see them being like toasting them is the day that luke because the sister says something like The first time the sister annoyed me with her recapping was her being like, well, the best day of your life has turned into the worst day of your life because X, Y, Z. But I was like, why is it the best day? Did they just get engaged? But then we later see their engagement and it seems to be a totally different situation. You're right. What are they toasting to? Yeah, and also she wrote that letter to Luke Bracey like not that long. Like it's implied that it was like at least like maybe a year or like a couple months before... Like, he gets it? Yes. So now I'm like, is that the eve of their wedding, basically? Unclear. No, because... Yeah, they so they got engaged like a year ago, based on yeah. the timing of the letter and his return, at least. Yeah, okay. So I don't know why the sisters being like, the best day of your life has become the worst. But also... I didn't think they were just married because she's like, oh, it's time to leave. Like, it's just not like the attitude one has when they've just wed. No, no, they weren't married yet. But I was like, are they about like, is this basically like the rehearsal dinner? Like what is happening? Well, my other thought though, is that, okay, I, this has probably come up many times on the podcast already, that I am obsessed with like seeing people's phones when they're getting texts in TV and movies. And Typically getting annoyed that it appears that they have no previous text history, which strikes again in this movie. In this case, though, initially you see Simu's phone and you're like, ah, they have a text history. Not one that makes a lot of sense, but they do. And originally this was helping me fill in the gaps because it was like, blah, blah, blah for your birthday, I'm picking you up. So maybe it was someone's birthday. Maybe. A theory. But However. Then, yeah, but then you see Philippa Sue's phone and she has no text history with Simu So That's just a goof because later she has the same text history. Yep, I was positing to Alex and maybe they both got new phones. Like, I don't know. Maybe she deleted all of the texts. Who knows? But then they came back. So. Anyway. Um, some other things I liked. Turns out a lot of this... Oops, sorry, I just to make. Turns out a lot of the things I liked were like sibling things or like family things of like, I'm not understocking the classics, you're overstocking the classics. Um, or like a scene with her sister where it's like, Why did I hate you when you were kids? Well, like, you hated me because I hated you. Why did you hate me? Because you hated me. And I was like, that does feel very sibling-y, mm-hmm. although admittedly, I have no siblings. <laughs> um and dad being like my baby's finally a bookworm although you make such a good point that she was formerly a travel writer and i don't know how that makes sense maybe it said less i don't know though that requires prose skills yeah okay i liked uh philippa sue being not sure whether to go out with Simulu and being like maybe i can call him next year if he's still single yeah um, I think that's kind of it. I guess in general, although they were a little, they weren't like amazing. I feel like the better scenes were the ones with like light comedy. So, like, some of the Simu Alone stuff, and, like, some of them together, and that the movie struggled in the more earnest moments. Yeah, again, this makes me concerned for later Taylor Jenkins' reprojects. I don't know if she is the screenwriter for, like, the Evelyn Hugo film that Netflix is doing or whatever. Um, I think Netflix, but I makes me concerned. But the way features are, though, like, she may not be the sole writer. Like, who knows? Oh, my God, I hope not. Like, again, this is another reason why I'm, like, I'm convinced this is a shoestring budget, because she she and maybe her partner or her, or a sibling. Oh yeah, he's a were, screenwriter too. Yeah, we're like the only screenwriters on this project. Or she. Credited screenwriters. That's the person named Alex, so I actually do not know. The, he. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um. She got a lot of flack when Evelyn Hugo came out because they were like, oh, she's like white and straight and she's like writing about this woman who's like bi or whatever and then she was like, and she was like, oh, I'm writing this, I realized I was bi and you know. Oh it was boy, terrible. Anyway, um so um oh yeah, in worse I was like I don't like the speech, but that's a nice spin on the proposal thing. Mm-hmm. I also don't like the speech at the end. Mhm. <laughs> but it's like fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um our POC count though, pretty good. I was I was psyched that they ended up together and they were both Asian that was pretty fun for me in like a movie with like white people yes I was basically like politically this movie brought me great joy as a movie it was only okay (laughs) Um, in the book, I know they're like all white. So. I would assume, right? Yeah, so this was nice. I love Philippa Sue. I find her very charming. Oh my God, she's so beautiful. Yeah, she's looking great. I loved watching her. That was so good for me. So yeah, so like you would think with the star power behind this film, this film could have been a better movie, but you know what? It's fine. I um, did like the rom-com comedy of Simulu being like, basically like, ah, I'm such an ugly loser. Yeah. <laughs> compared to luke bracy and then he takes off his shirt and you're like well if you have a marble superhero take off his shirt <laughs> i guess that's the rule Or did you just wasted all that work otherwise <laughs> it's true what a waste of money if he leaves his clothes on <laughs> oh the niece was so cute oh the, the deaf niece was very cute Yes, in the POC comments, I'm like, them, her family, various co-workers and kids, reporters. Her full Asian niece who's supposed to be a quarter Asian. (laughs) This child is uh, 300% more Asian than she logically should be since we see the sister pregnant and the husband is white. Yes. Like, (laughs) so white. Super cute. They cast her cuteness and that's okay. But I was like, is she adopted? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which would also be okay. Yeah but then we see the sister pregnant so we assume she is biological <laughs> um anyway what, yeah what would you rate this movie <sighs> well i apparently forgot to write a rating but i clearly started because i wrote not good but some parts okay and i wrote nice to see a home is best type of movie outside of a hallmark context cuz there were mo- cuz i feel like normal rom-coms are so – lean so much more towards, like, your big city life is better. And Hallmark movies are aggressively your small town life is better. Right. At your new Christmas tree farm. Yes. And it was nice to find something that kind of straddled this line. Actually, when you were talking about her at the cabin with Luke, there was a part – I had really mixed feelings about the fact that she had sex with him because there was a part of me that was like, um, but your existing relationship. And then there was a part of me that – was like, it's kind of nice that we're at a time where we let this happen without it being like, she is a terrible person. Yes, correct. Yeah, This is an understandable situation. You really are kind of married to two people. Exactly. It is very How- confusing. However, still a questionable choice. <laughs> Not a choice that I necessarily would have made for my like emotional well-being. Correct. But she's in a place. Yeah um but they can work through that in couples therapy as simu says he's like no no no, we've resolved this we don't need to talk about this on screen yeah which correct correct good good move you guys should definitely be in couples therapy (laughs) yes for the rest of your life this is a situation that is prime for couples therapy (laughs) do you think this movie is above or below a five i was gonna say that for me this movie is about a four 4.5 okay good i think we were in a similar place okay because I'm i was gonna like be honest. Four-ish, but then i thought maybe i was being too harsh no i had a better time i think than with the ashton kutcher reese witherspoon movie because i think i just like expected so much more out of that film um i know you enjoyed it but like i, was I- gonna express that i feel that we, particularly you, I guess, like, were ultimately unfair to that movie in light of this one, but it's because of the expectation problem. Yes. I definitely expected better things from that movie, and I, I mean, I don't know what I expected from this movie. I did expect, like, a Sophie's Choice situation, which I kind of got, um, but, okay, I'll say, or oh, actually- I'm more I did- comfortable not being torn, though. Okay. I did not expand on this. I forgot to expand on this, but- I do think that most of the time, unless the new guy sucks, right, that the new guy is the one you should choose because this is the person you are now, right? Like this is the person you have chosen to be with because of who you are in this moment rather than like who you are in the past. Unless it's like the notebook. I was I don't know how to feel because when you initially said that I was like no I do not agree I love an ex relapse. But in this situation, of course I agree. I but you know how much I love an ex relapse. Like I love it, which is why we watch somebody I used to know. Um, <laughs> No, but okay, so are you saying in this specific Pearl Harbor-esque situation where you are equally happy with both people and a lot of time has passed, he doesn't have to have died. Exactly, no, yes. But like, I think, I think the new guy. I think if this new relationship is, is, is happy, is good, you're in love, you should choose the new guy. <laughs> yes, I guess it's true that in most ex-relapses, they're not with someone. <laughs> Alex and I did play a lot of like okay but if I came back like what would you do and I was like I don't I don't know this a new person I'm with like when the movie first started I was like and Matt was like wait are you sure that she's gonna they seem happy and I was like is this just you having sympathy for this blonde man (laughs) yes I'm sure we saw them together as children I look forward to debating the finer points of this movie for years to come, even though we will never rewatch it. Never. Anyway, I'm glad we can agree on like four. four yeah. Okay. Four. Um, X's back from the dead. Yes. $4,000 in future couples therapy sessions. Let me rephrase. $4 million in future couples therapy sessions. Correct. Um, alright to end with that. Thank you for joining us in this month's episode of Rom-Comathon. We hope to see you again next month. Um, and please follow us on our social media. Um, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you to Hannah Oatman, who composed our theme music, and Alexandra Oatman, who painted our logo art. You can follow Alexandra on Twitter at Alexandra. Special thanks to Quincy Surasmith for advising us on the art of the podcast. Subscribe to his wonderful podcast, Asian Americana, at wherever you get your podcasts. Want more Ramcomathon? You can read past reviews at ramcomathon2016.tumblr.com and follow us at Ramcomathon2016 on Facebook and Twitter and Ramcomathon on Instagram. We look forward to hearing from you please subscribe and rate RomComathon on iTunes. Thank you.